Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. And I'm Chuck Durant. Are you ready for part two with the totally cool Phil Lamar? You asking me or you asking them? Both. Because uh, I'm ready. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to ask you another question here, Phil. Are you ready, Mr. Lamar? <laughs> I think it's coming um, whether I'm ready or not. Well, actually, before I ask you this question, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Were you going to ask the question before we cut? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you can go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Because this is not really a question. Uh, but it's a riddle. Before you got here, <laughs> it's a riddle. Before you that was good. Before Rizzies. you got here today, right. we were watching we were watching you on on YouTube. Ah. And for anybody out there who wants to laugh your buns off, go to YouTube. Such a variety and just of clips. Philomar, and I'm telling you right now, you're gonna <laughs> laugh really really hard. And so we were watching all oh, these different so skits on Mad TV and uh -huh. stuff. And one of them that came up was the gay rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the floor. I peed over there. There's still, there's still a bottle over there. I couldn't believe that you just, like, changed your whole freaking thing, and it was so great. So good. Can you... Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you had, yeah. like, the dreads or something, and... Yeah, what did he... No, he had, had, had braids. He, he, he had the head With a wrap, yeah. with, a, with a pink bandana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, Yo, man, I knock boots, not pumps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the interviewer says, well, so being a rapper and on the bus, you must have women throwing themselves on you. You're like, what is he saying? Uh, it's like, yo, man, I ain't even trying to. Have, I don't love them hoes. I'm all about my G's, yo. You know what I'm saying? That was fun. So, I mean, but speaking oh, of Mad TV, I, I mean, you that. had so many fantastic characters. On oh, the, gosh. And, and Bill at the Thanksgiving table. I mean, that's <laughs> just... Sir. That's but, a great sketch. So really, how, really much, great. how much did you guys as cast members, because you were part of the original cast, mm -hmm. how much influence or did you guys have, did they base the writing off of characters you brought to the situation mm -hmm. or did they create them around yeah, you or was it collaborative? Generally on our show, most of the character stuff was actor generated. Mm -hmm. Not all of it, but the vast majority of it. Yeah. And then most of the situational stuff was writer generated. Okay. Right. You know? Um, but they always, as opposed to Saturday Night Live, which is more like gladiator school and mm -hmm. like write or die, the writers wrote for the cast. Mm -hmm. You know? They would come up with sketches. And in fact, if somebody didn't have a sketch or a couple of sketches, they made them come up with sketches for people. Mm -hmm. right. You know? Um, we didn't write as much as the SNL people write um, because they weren't paying us to write and we didn't have to write to survive. Right. Um, I think it actually maybe got a little different in the years after I left yeah. because they started bringing people on as featured players mm -hmm. for four episodes. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you have four episodes to try to figure out how to be on this sketch show, how we do things, and how you could possibly be funny. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Because you, know, you were what four or five years? I did the first five years. Yeah. Yeah, and um, 
and yeah, we definitely had a better time of it mm -hmm. um, yeah. than the people who came after. Yeah. But there are some really talented people who came through that place. Absolutely. And I, I wish yeah. there had been a, a better environment, you know, that was uh, more conducive to, you know, for that, to that talent, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because that show could have been yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the cast, well, the, you, the original guys were so great. Absolutely. It was such a great chemistry. Are there any lessons you've learned along the way in your career? What are some of the most valuable things that you've learned? You know what, this, and this is gonna sound a You're little- You're some really good questions Thank here. you. Because she knows I'm very serious. Thank I'm inspired. You. I'm no, it was well, and it was such a privilege to do research. I mean, I, I just you're you're just a really um, wonderful person. And then it was like, yeah, of course you are. I mean, it's just like you have this mm. wonderful energy mm. about you. Okay. And, yeah, <laughs> sketchy, sketchy, uh, very sketchy. <laughs> but but that's that's my old life. <laughs> yeah. That's all erased, and that's all those people the are dead. Features. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> but no, the, one of the things that I've figured out. Well, I don't know. It's not figured out. It's what I think, what I've seen. And it's a, a hor it was a horrible realization that in this business, and starting out in this business especially, ambition is, I think, more important than talent. Because mm -hmm. I have seen really, really talented people who didn't want it badly enough go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people who weren't that great, just hammer their head against the wall over and over again until that wall fell, you know? And it's interesting, because I remember working with Will Smith on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he was already a star. Couldn't act mm -hmm. at all, you know? He was not an actor. Mm -hmm. But he got himself an opportunity, and he made the most of that opportunity, and taught himself to act. I mean, I'm sure it's easier when you're making a million dollars a week. Yes. Yeah, you can <laughs> hire some people You've got time good at to it, play you know? at that, yes. But also, to his credit, he did work to get better. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who become stars and don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do think that talent will out over time. Yeah. I think you gotta have that drive mm -hmm to get you over all the hurdles, you know, the psychological right, and the psychic right. hurdles of just like, you know, being evaluated and being rejected. Um, although, I also think that the rejection, people say, it must be so hard to be rejected. <laughs> the rejection, <laughs> I don't know who that person is. Yeah. I that think person. we just found a new keeps character. coming out. Yes. Yes, that's right. It's my Martin Short impression. <laughs> um, but it's not, the, the rejection is not that bad. That's something you can get used to. Mm -hmm. Like if, some, if somebody, you know, hits you at lunchtime every day in the arm, you get used to it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my arm gets stronger over yeah. time. It's the, the instability. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the temperament for that, you'll never get used to it. Mm -hmm. The idea, they're like, oh my God, I just got a show. The contract says six years. I'm set for life. I can buy my mother a house. Oh, you guys were canceled after four episodes. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. But and I, now but it's I, even worse. It's like one if you don't get it that pilot episode, yeah, bye. See, yeah. You know? Crazy. And the fact that everything we do, we're temps. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is. It's, yeah. You know? You you were you know, you were in the biggest movie that year. You know what? You shot it for sixteen months, then it was over. Yeah. You had to find another job. Yeah. yeah. You know, even Tom Hanks is a temp. Yeah. Granted, he can make himself another job, but yeah. he's gotta go get another job. Yeah. Right, right. You know? And I think for some people, regardless of how skilled or talented or amazing they are as performers, if you can't 
take that, if you can't hack, not knowing, mm -hmm. you know, where your rent's gonna come from next month, what you're gonna be doing next year, are you going to be able to provide for your family? Maybe. Mm -hmm. If you can't take that, then you can't be in this business. Yeah, yeah. that's for since darn you're, sure. Since your um, genius dog play, that, <laughs> that we will now, we will now be the code name is dog play. So, <laughs> you know, when you, when you had that feeling about wanting to quit, have you ever had that feeling again since then about, oh, I just don't know if I can hack the instability and the... No. 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 Um, so you only wanted to quit once. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was before I started. Before yeah. um, <laughs> you started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because I've realized that I I love. I mean, I mean, I remember coming on the f plane back home. I was thinking, well, I don't know what else. To, I like acting. Pretty good at it. I guess I'll give that a try until something better comes along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. I wasn't, and I felt bad because I didn't feel like I was committed to it. Those people were like, I have to act or I'll die. I'm like, ah, no, I could, I could teach. Yeah. Right. I could, there's a couple of things I could do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could probably go to law school. I don't know. But Uber, you could drive Uber. Well, well now. maybe that's also the secret, too. And, and when you were talking about two of your auditions, you send them out there and you're like, okay, what's for dinner? Is, is knowing that there isn't that desperation, that you do have a, a, a plan B and C and D and G, and, yeah. but that you're just not choosing them. Well, and also that you have to give up a certain amount of control. There's a zen to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I worked for a casting director uh, as an intern during college, and that was the best thing I could have done because I realized it's not about you mm -hmm. as an actor. Yeah. You don't make the decision. Right. There are 900 other factors other than your performance, but all you can control is your performance. Mm -hmm. So that's all you got to worry about. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Can I ask him a question? Yeah, go him? ahead. I know, okay. I'm hogging Phil. Sorry. Whew. Man, Phil. Like, he can so, feel me like, so, I'm like jumping in. Okay, so. I, I'll I wait wanna, my turn. Yeah. Are you, uh, <laughs> uh, we walk around, the, it's funny, we walk around the house, The Walking Dead, I'm a big Oh, guy. yes. And well, so, I know, and I say know, he has he, to ask you about, because you did the Rick Grimes, Which right? we're going to talk about, but yes. the only way to kill one of the walkers <laughs> is to basically <laughs> stab him in the head. Right, right, so, right. So, like, I'll walk around the house, and she'll be around, I'll go like, and she'll, <laughs> she'll like stab me in the head with like her wrist, and then she does the same to me, and I'll hit her, and we just, hey, my oh. microphone, Sennheiser. Should we start that again? We need some new Sorry, mics, Sennheiser. Baby. No, we, no, 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 this is, this is live. No, yeah. we're going, baby. We're going. Oh, baby. Um, so, what was well, no, no, Do you think they can also, you can also like do a neck crack. Will that, will that also kill well, me? Well, you have to take the neck off. Sever the spinal cord, I guess. Yeah. I, take, it, I don't know, I'm trying to remember now, because I was just watching the, the last episode, and I swear at one point, he did a, a neck break. He did. With, without going all the way through yeah, the brain. Yeah, he might have. Trying to mix it up a little. Well, they're trying to mix it up a little. <laughs> Got to. Absolutely, man. So is Glenn but, dead? I, I think, think not. So. Just saying. Because, we'll find out next week, huh? Yeah. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your Walking Dead uh, adventure there. Dude, I'm, well, one, I'm a huge comic book guy. Yeah. Um, not a zombie person, not a horror person, but The Walking Dead is one of the best comic books ever. Because it's it's not about the zombies, it's about right. the people. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, to me, the zombie movies that I've seen, I was always like, well, how is it over? Like, yeah. now what? Yeah, now yeah. what? Yeah. And the fact that they answer that question, ep you know, issue after issue, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you gotta live in this, man. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Um, when the series was announced, because I'd been reading the comic, yeah. and I was like, I called my manager, I was like, look for this. 
you gotta you gotta find me something. Yeah. You know. And at the time, the only black character, the only black male character, was the Morgan, the man right. that he, you know, that saves Rick at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you gotta get me an audition for Morgan. It's, it's a character named Morgan. Just find it. Yeah. You know. Um, but I didn't get it, and they went older, and Lenny James is bloody amazing. Yes. You actually would have been pretty great yes. at that. I think I could have done something, but I don't think I could have done it as well as he's doing. Yeah, he's so great acting on that show, man. <sighs> so freaking crazy. Well, that's cool, dude. Thanks. But didn't you do, didn't you play Rick Grimes yes. in an animation? There, there was a motion comic mm-hmm. of, um, of the first issue, and I was, I mean, I was <laughs> trying to get involved in it in any so way possible. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so I got a chance to do that. I'm like, yes, yes. Yes, whatever. Okay, whatever I'll do you're it. paying, whatever, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wound up doing the voice of Rick and actually Shane because oh, cool. I was the only right. one doing it. Yeah. And right. those are the only two characters that speak yeah. in that issue. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Well, to talk a little bit about some of your Hold past. Hold on, I have another oh, question. Okay. <laughs> You've been hogging Phil. <laughs> I got one more question. Uh, so I'm going to get serious now okay. a little bit. Oh, though. Okay. okay. Barbara, so, Barbara Walters so, is so coming out. Your best. You want a tweet. So three of your best friends. Okay. Okay. Let's just say that you had some best friends. Yes. So oh, the- theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. So three of your best friends. I'm a loner, Dottie. A rebel. <laughs> three of your best friends come up to you and say, hey, Phil, listen, man. And they've been working at voiceover and acting, and, and they really want to do this pro, but they, they haven't gotten there yet, okay? okay? And they know that you've had some success and all that stuff, and they're serious about it. I said, Phil, man, I want to make this year, 2016, I want to make this year really, really count and, 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 and get to a pro level. What are you know a few things that I can do right off the bat to make this year really count? What would you tell them? Um, God, I don't know. That's a tough one because... Besides, I don't know. <laughs> well, to, no, to me, there are two paths. Yeah. There is working your skills, and then there's working the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not the same thing. Um, and I um, had the wonderful fortune to not have to worry as much about the business aspect, you know, when I started out in voiceover. Yeah. Because I had already established uh, an on-camera career. Yeah. Um, and like I got an agent without a demo yeah um, because there was an agent who wanted to represent me for on-camera commercials Mm -hmm. which I'm allergic to (laughs) Um, and I said all right I will let you send me out for on-camera commercials if do you have a voiceover department he's like yes if you hook me up with your voiceover department and it happened to be a really good, it was uh, Kelly Garner was uh, at Abrams at the okay. time. Mm-hmm. And he was like going and getting it. Um, and it was great. Like he was building his, you know, office Roster. at the same yeah. time, right, right. you know, I was building a career. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the main thing I tell everybody is even though it's voice acting, the acting comes first. It should be called acting voice. Because mm-hmm. you have to be able to use those acting skills. You have to be able to create characters commit to them. You have to be able to interpret a script, you know, and you know, this is actually something that I did not realize until probably six years into my voiceover career. Um, how hard it is to read words off of a page without sounding like you're reading words off oh, a page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we did Justice League, we had a lot of, uh, you know, 
on-camera actors, come, I won't say stunt casting, but it was stunt right. casting. Yes. Um, on-camera actors come in to do voices. And there were people who you had seen be fantastic on camera. Eesh. You in there's like, oh my God, I don't think this man can read, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you realize it's a, it's a different skill set to like, Take a script and be home with it for a week and absorb it into your body and work blocking and when I say this, I'm gonna say that! And so, to read it off a page into a microphone and have it pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a different skill. As if it was memorized. Yeah, you don't have the close-up. Yes. You don't have any of that. Yeah, yeah and, well, and of course, figuring out how you express vocally what you're used to expressing Visually. facially, yeah. you know, and, or with your body, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, the, the, what I would tell my friends, because obviously if they're my friends, I know them mm -hmm. and I know what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. um, I would assess, help them assess their acting ability mm -hmm. um, and then tell them the first thing you need to do is figure out a way to get mic time. Because there really is something about being on a mic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, I mean, if you haven't done it before or if you've done a different kind of acting, you have to figure out your way around it. The same way you have to learn stage. Yeah. You know, oh wait, is, which one is stage right, which one is stage left? Upstage, does that mean I go, no, no, that means go back, got mm -hmm. it. There are all those little technical things that you have to get a hold of, mm -hmm. you know? On camera, don't ever turn away. Right. No one wants to see the back of your damn head, right. you know? Um, and the same thing with the mic. How do I express myself without going and screaming into the mic right. or turning my head or, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. You've got to figure all that stuff out. And it takes a, takes a minute, yeah. you know? I remember one of my first jobs, they said, okay, that was really great. Can we have that take again, but angrier? And I did it again, and they said, we're going to play it back for you. We're going to play both takes back. And I realized it was the exact same thing. I just made an angrier face. Oh. You know? Yes. So you mm -hmm. went from this to this, but yeah. the same voice. But the, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you learn all those, those little tricks like if you smile while you're saying something, it sounds, it sounds warmer. Sounds brighter, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like friendlier. Yeah. Right. You know, right. If, if I'm talking to you like this, or if I'm talking to you like this, the, the words sound different coming out of a smile, and yeah. you can hear it. Yeah, you, you can. Know? Yeah. You figure out all those, all those little angles. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's to me what what part of what mic time is about. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's very very important. You know, Skill, mic time, and what else? Um, well, it's funny. I have a buddy named uh, Tommy Smelter who says when everybody, whenever anybody asks him they want they want to get into voiceover, he says, go home, read out loud to yourself for an hour for a week straight, and then come back to me. You have to learn to hear your own voice. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to know what you sound like and know what you don't sound like. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing when somebody, I mean, I remember being in a session with uh, a person directing who was not a director and we spent five minutes on this one line and he kept giving me a line reading. You know, I wanted to say, I'm like, no, no, no. He kept saying the line over and over again. And then finally he said, you know, it's got to sound like he's mad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was you being angry? Because <laughs> I did not get that at all from what you were doing. Yeah. Had yeah. you just said mad. Yeah, use all your words. We, we would have, well, but you know <laughs> yeah. how it is? He didn't know how he sounded. Yeah. He thought he sounded angry. Yeah. And mm -hmm. perhaps he does, and that's why he never and wins a maybe fight. that is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't ever win yeah. a fight. He's not angry. Nobody ever backs <laughs> off when I yell at them. Yeah. <laughs> we know why. Exactly. Um, that's good. So I want to just touch a little more on, you mentioned the business side, because... You know, so many of you guys who have these wonderfully long, fabulous careers, but like if you were starting out right now, <laughs> yeah. you know, how would you navigate through the whole digital 
part of it and the website and the demo and the social media and the... I have no the, idea. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people ask me, they're like, how do I get started in voiceover? I'm like, oh. I started out in analog, baby. Yeah, y'all yeah. in digital. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole other world. You know. Well, you mentioned D Baker because he's got the I want to be yes. a voiceactor.com website, which I, is great. I send people to that constantly. Yes. yes. So between that and Via Buzz Weekly, oh my then God. you're done. <laughs> okay. Next. Yeah. Well, I mean, because obviously you have to have a much greater level of technical proficiency now mm -hmm. than you did when we were starting out, because um, before there was a guy. Yeah, there was a you guy know, who right. did it. You, and right. who did it? Yeah. And now that guy is out of work, and they want you to do it from home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And not only that, so many things have changed. Like the guy, the the, the reads that they wanted, you know, ten years ago, right. is what they use as to what they don't want today. So everybody has to relearn. Like some of the guys that got in, they have to relearn yeah. a lot of the yeah. stuff that's you know big today. We don't want an announcery. Um, uh, but yeah. it, but as far as the business side of the business, right? right. Because it's it's the entertainment business mm -hmm. so as far as business goes like what are some business things that you do okay even right. without technology that you think make you effective and help your career stay strong um for me it's mostly what you do when you're at a job you know the being professional being on time being efficient um knowing what you're doing um and you know being nice I mean, in voiceover is by and large a scale business. Nobody's making a million dollars, you know? <laughs> except for, except for Chris, Chris Rock. Um, and the truth of the matter is, nobody's getting paid enough to deal with your BS, mm -hmm. you know? On camera, people go, okay, he's, he's, he can't come out of his trailer. You know, yeah, yeah. nobody- There's blue M&Ms, he right. can't come out, yeah. And nobody wants to deal with that in voiceover. Yeah, no. Nobody has the time, no. do we go four hours. Yeah. Nobody's getting nobody's getting paid overtime. Yeah. Do your job, hit out. it and quit it. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Um and also be respectful, you know, of the work of the your fellow talent um and the people you work for. I I'm still learning that. Um I could be much better. It took me years before I realized, "Oh, I should probably know who's on the other side of the glass." You know, mm -hmm. and that's something that I think is important because people want to be acknowledged yeah. and, you know, yeah. come back into a session like, hi, nice to meet you. Actually, you worked for me last week. Yeah, no, Did no. I? <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it was weird because I think part of it was coming from on camera where you spend hours and hours and hours with people yeah. and you just sort of like absorb, you know, right, right. that contact. But in a voiceover session, you go in one door, they're in another door, there's a glass, you're only talking to one person, you really have to make the effort mm -hmm. to get to know the writers, the storyboard artist who's just there for the day and he feels yeah. out of place too, mm -hmm. you know. So now make, I so, so you know, make it, more of an effort yeah. to, to know my collaborators. Right. Yeah, right. and make other, the other people that you're working with feel important, right? Exactly, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I Everyone like that. wants to be heard. What do you still want to accomplish in your career? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I would like to, well, would I like to? I could ask you an uninteresting question. No, 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 well, <laughs> well or, because I was, I was fighting with whether this is something I would like or whether it's something I think I need. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it is, in fact, something I think I need. Okay. I would like 
for people to just continue to hand me jobs until I drop dead. Yes. That's what I would like. No, you, you would no like. more auditions. No, just, just yeah. bring, bring it. Bring it to me. Yeah. Uh, put <laughs> yeah. the mic there. Yeah. We okay. want Grapes here, <laughs> mic here. Yeah. Oh, we no can hear auditioning. the fanning sound. You need to stop <laughs> exactly. when he screams. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so after that happens. But what I would, what I think I need is to be more creative, to generate work mm -hmm. for myself and others, you know? Um, and part of it is because I feel like I can. And because I can, I should, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, well, how did, how did Blackout Television come out? Because isn't that, isn't that totally improvised? I mean, it's a, um, what, can you talk a little bit more about that project? Blackout Television um, was a, a TV pilot we did uh, earlier this year. Uh, it's a group of people that I perform with in an improv show called The Black Version. Mm -hmm. um, Gary Anthony Williams, Jordan Black, Cedric Yarbrough, Danielle Gaither, Karen Mariyama, uh, and me. We started out doing this stage show where we would take a suggestion from the audience of a classic or iconic movie, and then we would improvise the black version of it. Mm. And it's, it's gotta be hysterical. It's so much fun. Oh, it's so God. much fun. Such, I mean, the ensemble is so great. Yeah, it's so and every, great. yeah they're all so talented. And then. Yeah. This producer came along and said, oh, I love the show, I wanna do something with it. And so we started doing a podcast where we take a couple of different formats. We had like a, uh, like a you know, morning show, like a Good Morning America type show, mm -hmm. but like low rent. Um, we had a, a Lady Judge show. I love that one! That Lady that Justice. She's not actually a judge, she's just a woman who been through the system and know how things work. <laughs> so and good. We would sit down in front of the mics, uh, hash out a couple of premises or bits, you know, and for like five minutes, and then start rolling. And we go, you know, for thirty minutes, start to finish, and find it out. Um, and find it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then we took the morning show version of that and started pitching it as a TV show, uh, along with the with this producer guy, and. TV One bought it as a pilot, and we did. Although at that point it became something different. It became like mm -hmm. a. Uh, they wanted an hour-long, late-night show, kind of like The Daily Show, so topical. It's like, all right. Wow, okay. that's a little, yeah. We're going to have to stretch for that. <laughs> well, we're going to improv that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and we were doing the sort of uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm style, mm -hmm. where you lay out a bunch of beats. Like, you kind of know what's going to happen, but yeah. you don't write any script, any dialogue. It's just yeah. like, okay, you're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about this, go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and it turned out really well. Um, TV One uh, ultimately did not buy it because um, I think they wanted an hour-long daily show, black mm. daily show. It's like, well, you can't really afford that. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. for a topical oh, show, gosh, you need a Massive. huge staff of writers because yeah, yeah. you've got to throw stuff against the wall and hope something sticks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Our thing was more character-oriented and character-based, because yeah. mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's where the Well, I think what from. I loved about it was it, it's like you had a cast of thousands, but it was just the six of you. Yeah. But it sounded, you must, it was like, gosh, there were like 50 people in there, but it was just you guys all pulling out of that your- That was so much fun. Genius cool, library. Man. You know, and sometimes you would label somebody, because you know they do an impression or something, yep. it's like, okay, oh, we've got uh, Bill Cosby on the phone, and then like Cedric's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, yeah, that was, I so much fun. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Love that. I love what it. are some of your? Well, let's go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. We you, we can't have you here without mentioning a few. I mean, we talked a little bit about Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction. 
Marvin, of course, and yeah. one of our favorite. We love Curb Your Enthusiasm. And ah, so, you know, I'm when I when freak. I told Chuck, I'm like, remember the pharmacist? He's like, I'm like, yes, that yes. was Phil. The so, blacks, yes. the blacks, yes. yeah. Um, so, so what are yeah, some that things that stand out to you from those experiences, whether it's Pulp Fiction or Curb or or just even your kind of your TV life? I mean, you had such a great, incredible body of work. Yeah, well, in the TV, the realm. thing that stands out. I mean, the thing that's been the most gratifying for me is. Over the years, I've gotten to work with such amazing people. Mm -hmm. And some of them people that I grew up idolizing. Like I did a pilot with Carol Burnett, mm -hmm. you know. I got, in Pulp Fiction, I got to work with John Travolta. I mean, mm -hmm. I watched every episode of Welcome Back, Connor, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's funny, because by the time Pulp Fiction came out, you'd sort of forgotten yeah. how mm -hmm. big he was. Yeah, oh yeah, man, even you know? as a youngster, he was like friggin' huge. Yeah. And worldwide. Yeah. worldwide. Like we, like when we were rehearsing for Pulp Fiction, we had like, because it was such a short shoot and a sh low budget thing, yeah. we had weeks of rehearsal beforehand. And I had a day of rehearsal with Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta and Quentin Tarantino. And you know, we went out for lunch. At the little, uh, uh, was it Honduran restaurant or Mexican restaurant in uh, in Culver City, mm. and it was so funny because, you know, there's Sam Jackson who just like they had created an award for him at Cannes. You know, Quentin Tarantino had just on Reservoir Dogs, but to this woman, she, you know, barely spoke a word like, of English. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody was their meal. You know, it's like a quesadilla, burrito, except for John. It's like John Travolta, mm. and I realized like, oh my God. Whatever village she grew up in, yeah. they had a copy of Saturday Night Fever. Yes! Yeah, they did, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They did. It was everywhere. Yeah. And it was amazing because after the movie hit, he went back yeah. to where he had been before. Totally. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody was waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you've had definitely a pretty good run there, man. Not had, are having. Still running. <laughs> okay. Let's go back, rewind. But you know what, Chuck? That's actually one of the weirdest things, is because now, you know, I mean, Mad TV was 20 years ago yeah. this year. And it's weird having people come up to you and say, I grew up watching you. And what? they're and they're grown. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not, they're, it's yeah. like, they're 28. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. And you were actually not even old enough to be watching me right, at the right. time. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. What, the, what, yeah. what kind of parents do you have? <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, your and you know your body of work. You have so many incredible voiceover projects. You have Turbo Fast on Netflix. You've got Justice League, Futurama, of course, which was such a fan favorite. Such that wonderful animation sci-fi. Um, are there any new projects you can talk about that? Yeah. Um, what did we just do? We just did uh, Minecraft Story Mode. Um, no, that was last year. Um, uh, but a new project I'm working on that I'm really excited about. I just uh, worked on the, the new show by the creators of Phineas and Ferb. Um, oh, cool. What's, what show uh, is that? Milo Murphy. Mm. Oh, wow. It's Murphy's, Milo Murphy's yeah. Law. Yeah. Sorry, because it's yeah. Murphy's Law. Some yeah, bad yeah, things yeah. always happen okay. to him. Yeah. Uh, and also working on the, the first. Uh, Lion King project for TV. Mm. It's uh, called The Lion Guard. Oh. And that, it looks amazing. It's amazing. The animation looks like the movie animation. Yeah. Wow. Which, you know, is not easy to That's do on really television. That's freaking huge, dude. I hope so. That's exciting. I hope so. That's yeah. exciting. So, um, really so cool. you're out and about, and you know, you go, you make a lot of appearances at, at conventions and stuff. What, what do you get out of doing them? Why do you go and do them? Um, it's, it's twofold. Um, one, I actually like meeting 
people like uh, last week there was one and I met um, I, I talked to Walter Koenig you know Chekhov yeah. and, and Nichelle Nichols you know mm -hmm. Uhura and um, you know like just backstage you know yeah. I've gotten my picture with Billy D. Williams and Adam West mm -hmm. you know like icons icons yeah you know yeah. So that part is super fun um, also as a comic book head going to the comic book conventions and meeting the artists and creators that I'm, you know, a fan of, you know, from yeah. mm -hmm. when I was younger and now, mm -hmm. you know. And I've gotten to be friends with, you know, some some of the people that I just whose work I just adore. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's always lovely. Yeah. And which which of your of your characters do you get booked on for the cons? Like which of the Well that's the weird thing is that I've been over the last couple of years doing more of these things and trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, because I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was at something with Kevin Conroy. Yeah. And Kevin is Batman. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I realized I don't have one iconic character. I have sort of a smattering of things yeah. that people, you know, respond to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That are now been around long enough that there's a nostalgia effect. You know, like, oh, I love that. You know. A lot of it is Green Lantern. A lot of it is Hermes from yes. Futurama, yes. Um, because animation has a deep fan fandom, yeah. and sci-fi has a deep fandom, right. and it's like the yeah. combo. The combo, right. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's a combo right. plate. Um, and for somehow, somehow the fans are like doubled down on it. Yeah. You know, they really dig the show. Um, so I would say those are the main two. Although. And a short-lived show I did called Samurai Jack, which was just a work of art. Mm -hmm. yeah. I get a lot of people who, you know, are fans of that. Know it, yeah, and, right, and, right. Yeah. That's cool. um, and more and more things pop up. Like this show I did, uh, one of my first series was Static Shock. Oh, yeah. You know, about yeah. a young African-American yeah. superhero. And more and more people are coming up and saying, oh, you were the voices. I love that show. And it's weird. It's sort of like... You know, yeah. I don't. Seasons. I don't launch one rocket. Yeah. I have a spray of machine yeah, gun exactly. fire. That's your You're not a right rifle. There. You're the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, there the you go. Shotgun. She's only Batman. Yes. <laughs> well, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> if I could steal one one of my yeah. friend's jobs, yeah, exactly. It might be yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, Bill, Batman. what do you think have been the keys to your success and your longevity in this business? Hmm. Um. Just keep dancing. Just keep um, dancing, having fun. I wonder. I mean, because you know, that's always the fear, is that it will stop, that suddenly you'll look, go yeah, to the pump apparently and the well will be dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I I like to think that range helps. You know, um, uh, as an African American voice actor, I feel like. I benefit from being able to play African American characters and characters that are not specifically so. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think you know I, you, double, you, you double you double your. Yeah. You know. Mastering about this English really helped you there ah. a little bit. He goes to sessions with his Yale sweatshirt, yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm so Ivy. I'm it, so it's, Ivy. It really doesn't help at all. <laughs> it doesn't help. You know, it, no, it just it gives people an, like, oh. Yeah. Oh. You're a Yale. Like, if you say Harvard, people are sort of intimidated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You say Yale, people are just mad. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he went to Harvard. Oh, he probably knows something. I don't know. Yeah. He went to Yale. It's like, oh, you probably, you probably think you're all that, yeah. Yale. You're all, you're like, and no. that's really the, the response you get. Like, 
Nobody's intimidated. Yeah. They just like they just like expect that you're an ass. <laughs> oh. oh, well you could be But you know it's the Harvard guys who are asses. You're the yeah. farthest you're the farthest thing from That's that. Funny. We're gonna we're gonna ask you one All more right, question. Phil. Uh-oh. Is it a koan? This is give, the big question, Give Phil. me, Yeah, Kari Walgren loved it. She's like, oh, she, she wanted two. We gave her two because <laughs> she loved it. Um, so Kari. give me a number between 5 and 129. 71. 71. Okay. Love my prime numbers. Prime. Kari, Kari Walgren. She's somebody who's insanely what a talented. Yes. It's so funny when you meet people. You know, because like... When I came into the business, there were at least people who were established. You know, yeah. Rob Paulson and Jess and Jeff Bennett, you mm-hmm. know, and Billy. You know, and you just see them and you're like, oh my God, they're as good as you think they are. Yeah. It's amazing to see people come up behind you and then you just spot the superstar. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like whoever was on the Bulls when Michael Jordan first came yeah, to yeah, practice, yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah. oh Whoa. damn. Yeah, yeah. But like the Kari's yeah. and yeah. the Eric Bowses, who yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay. Okay, this is just, is there any background? Do I need to know what that book is? No, this is just, you know, okay, the improv king, ready? Don't don't give us a Yale answer either. (laughs) If you had to identify the most extreme example of ingratitude you can think of from your own experiences, what would it be? If I had to identify the most extreme... Example of ingratitude. <laughs> I think we've got it. Uh, um, and it's funny. This is this is uh, a lesson to all you aspiring folks out there. Love it. Um, early on um, in Mad TV, there was a, a fellow cast member who I I will not uh, identify. He won't say it, Chuck, so don't make him. Um, What does his first name start with? (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, just remember that after we shot the pilot, this person, we were sitting around the bar, and this person just said, oh God, I hope this goes. I just really don't want to have to go back to my waiting job. Cut to, we are somewhere in second season. We're not a hit. we got, you know, picked up, yeah. but very few people actually know. I mean, yeah. at this point, people say, what are you on? Mad TV, we're on Fox. Oh, I don't get cable. Like, we're, yeah. we're at that level. I don't get cable. <laughs> okay. So but your they, hype is not fully developed yeah. yet. But they, the network set us up with a promotional appearance in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And so they've got a car that's going to take us down there. Um, this person is supposed to come. We're, you know, we're leaving from work. Mm-hmm. This person has left work to go do something and comes back 20 minutes late for, from when the car is supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets into the car and goes, what? No stretch? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll come back and haunt you. That, yeah. to me, is an example of not only ingratitude, ingratitude but Ingr- amnesia. Yeah, like you don't forgot where you came from. Yeah, yeah, like really. Bad. Well, ingratitude and entitlement are a deadly combination. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank Phil, you for that example and thank reminder. Thank you very much. I'm sure somebody else, somebody out there is going to take that <laughs> with them and uh, and yeah. not do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for coming oh, down. Thank you, thank you for so me. much. Really so much fun. So yeah, happy you're, to have you're you. You're a really, really cool guy, and you're extremely talented. Oh, thank you. I know that all the guys out there are like freaking out because you're doing so much good. <laughs> Uh, We're going to see you guys next week with uh, another show. Hi, this is Phil Lamar, and I just got buzzed with Chuck and Stacey. 
Hope you did too. Where does somebody find all that talent? Can you buy it? Do you rent uh, I don't it? Know. Are you he, born with it? All of that. He's amazing. I mean, so versatile, so grounded, so gosh, he's just like this bottomless fountain of fabulousness. I kind of want to take him home with us so we can like <laughs> keep him in the closets anytime like we want to be entertained. We can just bring no, you need Phil to let out. him be out. Well, no, no, around. but that's what I'm saying. But not all the time because yeah. you know we gotta have our privacy too. He hey, has a life. <laughs> we're gonna be back next week with another brand new episode of Veal Buzz Weekly for you, so don't miss out. Yes, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you always for watching. We love you guys. Just remember, you, you always, always have, have time for a little buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.